And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'd like to thank everyone for tuning in, whether you are tuning in live on Twitter or you are tuning in live on Instagram. You can follow me at Sheldon Alexander. Same thing goes for YouTube. That's where the chat really picks up for business. If you want to discuss everything that just happened tonight in this Toronto Raptors game, this is the place to do so. This is, as mentioned, Wrap It Up, the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. My name is Sheldon Alexander, and your Toronto Raptors lose to the Chicago Bulls 122-113. to Again, this is the only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. And so if you want to discuss... This is why we are here. This is your show, Raptors fans. I'm here just to facilitate. And especially now, when I know the people tuning in to watch this show, y'all are the diehards, and I respect it. So that's why I'm still here cooking out these podcasts for you. Because, listen, times are tough right now. Raptors are struggling. Raptors now fall three games behind the Chicago Bulls. For that 10th spot. 10th. This is where we're at. We're talking about 10th. I'm wearing a, the, the championship shirt here. The Gotham shirt. And it seems so funny to think about now. That we're talking about playoff spots. And you know. Three games behind the final play in spot. In 10th. But this is a reality of the season. A season that we look at tonight's game. And. It's tough to be, like, you're not going to be mad at the Raptors. And I've said this a couple games. But I think tonight it really holds true. You look at who the Raptors are putting out on the floor tonight in this game. And they only have eight players. Right? Kyle's bound. He's banged up. Freddie's banged up. Bembry is suspended. Freddie also suspended. We'll talk about that in a bit. But the Raptors are missing bodies. So you only have eight available players. And in a game like this, if you only have eight guys, you need more than two guys to shoot well. <laughs> and the Raptors did not have that in this game. Chris Boucher, looking for silver linings, looking for bright spots. And I've been saying for a while, down the stretch here, no matter what happens, and you know it's kind of pointing in a certain direction in terms of the wins and losses here, but you got to be looking for progression. You got to be looking for development. And... Chris Boucher, I mean, anytime you see 38 points, 19 rebounds in an NBA game, I don't care what the circumstances are, that's a thing. I always like looking at rebounding numbers, especially when you're talking about college guys going to the NBA or just dudes in the NBA, because rebounding shows effort. Rebounding shows your motor. And you could say whatever you want about Chris Boucher. You can say a lot of things. But my guy busts his ass every time he's on the floor, and I'll ride with that. He can have a spot in the rotation for sure. Because you know what you're going to get from him night in, night out. Is it always going to look pretty? Is the shot selection always going to look good? No. But I'm okay with you taking that extra three if you're banging on the offensive glass trying to get that extra rebound. My guy had how many offensive rebounds? Nine offensive rebounds in this game. 
That's work. That's hustle. That's what Nick Nurse wants to see on a nightly basis. And I think when you look at this game as a you know microcosm of the entire Raptor season, in terms of you know you're you're struggling for depth, you're dealing with injuries, you're dealing with health and safety protocols, you're just missing guys out of the lineup. And you're going against a team in the Chicago Bulls that have loaded up their roster for the for the final stretch run here. So this isn't really a fair fight. And the Raptors, as shorthanded as they were, I mean, the game wasn't really close, but the Raptors made it somewhat interesting. And I'm not in the business of playing moral victories. I'm not in the good job, good effort business. So I'm just looking for things that you can build on and say are positives. And Chris Boucher, or Chris Boucher, putting up 38 points and 19 rebounds, that's massive, huge. And he was one rebound shy because, as I mentioned on the broadcast, no Raptor has ever gotten 30 and 20 in a game. That would have been a nice little, I mean, it would have been pretty funny. It would have made for a great trivia question because the obvious assumption would be Chris Bosh, maybe Antonio Davis, maybe. Do you know what I mean? But to have that on your stat line, 38 points, 19 rebounds, both career highs for a guy who... You know, the Raptors got off the scrap heap. Another great story in the Raptors' long line of development. And that is a rotation piece going forward. No matter what happens the rest of this season, going into next year, you know the Raptors are going to pick up that option for Chris Boucher, and he's going to be a part of their rotation going forward. He's earned that this year. I've been saying the whole season, I think he's been the most consistent Raptor. Top to bottom, just in terms of night in, night out. And and the numbers might dictate it, might, you know, dip a little bit. But I feel like you're getting the consistent effort, the consistent just hustle. And, you know, sometimes the, what's, what's the old saying? Uh, your best ability is availability. He's been, he's been in the lineup. That's huge. That's a huge, huge part for this Toronto Raptors team. So in a game like this where I don't want to say the season's on the line because, Again, like, what are your, what are you really banking on? Are, are are people really out here like rooting hard to come in tenth place? Like, I get it, and I understand you want to make the play-in tournament and play meaningful games. I'm more focused on can you find things to build on heading into next year? If you make the play-in tournament, cool, great. But I'm not going to be out here scoreboard watching for the tenth place. That's just not what I'm going to do. If they happen to get in cool but i'm not here actively rooting for the raptors and and being like upset that they lost this game and now they're three games back of the play-in tournament i'm not about that life and it's just a cool like honestly i took off the sweater i was wearing a white sweater which sometimes is like super hot on uh i shouldn't say hot because that's like a a technical term super bright underneath the lights sometimes so i took off the sweater and i was wearing this shirt and it's funny because, you know, as I talk about 10th place, I really can't talk about 10th place seriously, right? Like the Raptors won a championship. That ups the level of expectations, especially because it wasn't that long ago. What's happening right now is a part of just what happens next after you cash in all your chips and you win a championship, you need to rebuild. It's going to take some time and you understand that. But I'm still not going to be here. I'm not going to be the person that's going to be here rooting hard or cheering or being like, oh, man, we're so close to the 10th spot. That was our chance. Like, nah. Higher expectations, thinking bigger picture, wanting to see who can really fit into your team, 
for a development from a development standpoint going forward as you try to build your team. And I know there's some other things to talk about. They added a couple pieces. Ken Birch, I think, is a good pickup for the Raps in terms of a value play. It's not costing you much. Also, he's just a big body. And we've been joking around for a while about just anything better than Baines. And I'll take that. Ken Birch, you're going to throw him in. You're going to see what he got. Uh, obviously, him and Nick Nurse, <clears throat> pardon me, have a bit of a relationship already from um, Canada basketball. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And my guy's going to have an opportunity. And heading into free agency... This is big for him. He's going to be super motivated down the stretch. He has a chance to audition right now for a bunch of teams, and most importantly for the Raptors going forward. So I really like that pickup in terms of Ken Birch. But this is what I mean. You got to look at it from that standpoint because if you're going to come out here and be talking about wins and losses at this point when your record is 20 and 32, also you're going to be out here talking about wins and losses when you're missing a bunch of your best players. It's just tough. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if you're the Raptors. So you got to find these little things to pick up on and try to, you know, find some type of positives. Because, I mean, the Bulls, when I say it's not fair, right? Like, Laurie Markkinen is supposed to be a big part of their team. And he is, but he's coming off the bench now. He had a massive game. 18 points, 8 of 10 from the floor. Kobe White has been up and down, but... There was a run where everyone was talking about Colby White as being, you know, a breakout star this season. Well, he comes off the bench now for them, and he had 15 points in this game. 5 of 10 from the floor. 3 of 7 from 3. That's solid. Daniel Tice, a pickup at the deadline as well. He finishes with 14 and 10 off the bench. I mean, it's crazy. I couldn't help but think about it, man. Tice in the on the Raptors. Kind of the big that they need, right? Just a guy that's just banging around, grabbing rebounds. Like, he's not, you know, you don't have high expectations. But I feel it's like Tice is what you wished Baines would have been. Or maybe what people thought Baines might have been. If that makes sense. Because it's not like he's, you know, he's not an all-star. He's not like for sure an NBA starter or anything like that. But I, I've seen more good Daniel Tice, then I've seen more good uh, Aaron Baines. <laughs> there was a play, actually, early in this game, I think it was in the first half, where Siakam drove to the basket, kicked it out to Baines, Baines got the ball, dribbled backwards so that he got beyond the three-point line, and then shot an air ball. And I see that, and I think, what do his teammates think when that happens? What's Nick Nurse thinking when that happens? I feel bad for Baines, man, because the Rap there's no other options for the Raptors, right? Well, I mean, there is now that Ken Birch is here, so maybe that'll lessen the amount that we see Aaron Baines going forward, but, I mean, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Keep sending in your comments and questions, because this, I want to get the vibes of what people are feeling, what people are thinking going into this game. So my guy Q says, uh, Raps are kicking themselves for not signing Boucher to a longer contract. He's earning himself a lot of money. Uh, yeah, I think at this point, Boucher, I mean, it was a good risk, right? Nobody expected Boucher to be putting up these numbers this season. So, you know, you, you do what you can. You enjoy him for this year, and he's a restricted free agent. Who knows? Maybe you go to the table this offseason as he heads into the final year and see if you can work something out. 
Who knows? Maybe he really likes Toronto. Maybe he wants to stay here and he'll sign going into, you know, his his uh his next year of restricted free agency cuz next year it's a it's a team option. And you'd assume the Raptors just take it, but if there's something where you could talk and it makes sense on both sides, that's a thing, right? I mean, I doubt that he would I mean, who knows? Who knows? Really? Um, Q saying he signed for two years. Yeah, but next year's a team option. Next year's a team option. Um, either way, great move for, for Chris Boucher, great move for the Raptors as he continues to put in that work. Uh, let's continue on here with some more comments and see what else is going on. Do people like the Kem Birch pickup? Do people like the fact that, you know, you're adding someone else and maybe this means the end of Aaron Baines? Not sure. Ali says, we could have used Freddie tonight. Offense looked terrible at times, but I guess uh, losing two great point guards will do that. The Fred suspension was a joke. Uh, I totally agree. The Fred, sus I mean, the Fred suspension, I think we knew that was going to happen because the rules are, if you come off the bench, you're going to get suspended. And I mean, I'm not suggesting this wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but can't you just see a scenario where Freddie, who's coming back off of injury, you just say one game earlier than he would normally come back off of injury that he's okay. And then that's a suspension. I'm not saying that the Raptors would do something that shady and underhanded. I'm just saying maybe in a certain scenario, you might see some teams that might do something like that. Just saying. But let's move on because I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble. Uh, another comment here. Baines fleece the Raptors organization. He should be sued. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, what else we got here? Gary Trent was getting a good workout today, just running back and forth. This was a weird game, and I kind of want to talk about something a little. The end of the game, Raps are making a run, Raps are within striking distance, they got it to 10, you know, they got it to 7, I want to say, at one point, and then there were a couple plays where I thought were very interesting, and you got to really go back and watch it, you know, I know if you still have it on your TV, you can, you know, rewind back on your smart TV, or if, depending on what your service provider is. But the reason I bring that up is because there are a couple of plays, one, where if I'm looking at this Raptors team, the lineup that's out there, right? There's no Kyle, there's no Fred. So you're looking out there and you're thinking, okay, you got Siakam, you got OG, you got Gary Trent Jr. And when the Raps cut that lead to single digits, there's a play where I saw Boucher just rush and take a three, which, you know... I'm not mad at him for shooting, but you might want it to come off a little more ball movement. And then there were a couple plays where Malachi just, you know, he he settled for a, a long two, which was kind of just like an ISO dribble, dribble, fadeaway two. And another time, ISO dribble, dribble, drove, missed a layup. And, you know, you want to see the young buck get experience in these crunch time situations. But at the same time, I saw Pascal Siakam standing over there with his hand up looking for the ball. And I just found that interesting. For a, a couple different reasons. One, I would assume that if you're Pascal Siakam, you feel that when you look around at the other guys that are in the lineup, you should be getting those touches in crunch time as the team comes back. And he had a pretty decent game. 
but that's not what went down. And also, it's not that it was Freddy, it's not that it was Kyle, it was the rookie Malachi Flynn taking shots. It was Chris Boucher taking shots. Now, Boucher, maybe you can understand because you're used to Boucher shooting, right? There is a three, though, that Boucher pulled up on, and OG was open underneath the basket. And you could see as they went to commercial break, OG was talking to Boucher, and yes, I'm assuming... But looking at how that played out, I'm thinking I have a pretty good idea of what OG was saying to Chris Boucher on that play. But again, am I really going to sit here and, and pick apart what the Raptors did in crunch time in this game against the, the Chicago Bulls without Freddie, without Kyle? It's tough. I was just more interested in what you guys think of what is Pascal thinking in that time when he's seeing that go down. Susan says, Flynn missed a key shot and layup. OG looked gassed at the end. It was the Boucher, Boucher and Siakam show, and that was fun to watch. I mean, Chris Boucher is always entertaining. The way that my guy gets on the glass, and I mean, we've gotten used to Chris Boucher now, so it's not as much as it was in the beginning where early Chris Boucher, he'd be shooting his threes, and you're kind of like, no. Now you're kind of like, uh, maybe. <laughs> Because he's shooting it, and and it doesn't look good. Sometimes the shot selection's a little off, but it goes in a lot. <laughs> and that makes it fun to cheer for. And as, you know, if I'm on the court with him, I got to be serious. Watching him bust his ass on offense and defensive glass, trying to get those rebounds, I'm not going to be too mad at him when he takes a shot or he shoots something that, you know, might be a little off. I'm going to continue though. Aisha says, it's my birthday today and I'm probably the oldest person in this chat and I can finally say after tonight's game, let's tank, ladies and gentlemen. No point in making the playoffs. <laughs> well, first off, happy birthday. Um, The tanking, we've discussed this, right? This team is too good to tank. They're not, they might lose games just because of situations like tonight where they just don't have the manpower. But I don't see them, you know, there there's a scenario where Kyle's injury lingers a little and Kyle Lowry entering free agency himself into this offseason where Kyle might be like, I don't know how much or how ham he wants to go down the stretch in games that might not matter too much. So I could see that. But Freddie, I'm assuming as soon as he's ready to go, he's going to want to be playing. And Nick Nurse, we know he's going to be coaching his butt off because that's what Nick Nurse does. So the tank, I mean, it might not be a, a purposeful tank. It might just be a tank because you don't have the bodies. What else do we got here? Glow Girl Smile says, Kem Birch will be a nice piece for the Raptors. Finally getting a center. I agree with that. I, I, I like that move. I really like the move. Kem Birch could step in and start. And no one would blink an eye. I mean, it might be a... I mean, you might be... No, I don't think Nick Nurse cares about that. I honestly think Kem Birch could start for the reps. I mean, Boucher, I get why Boucher's starting now because the Baines experiment has run its course fully. But I totally wouldn't be mad if Kem Birch came in and started. Just because he's another big body to get on the glass. And maybe Nick Nurse can, you know... Nick Nurse and the Raptors team can work with him and build on him and, you know... Turn him into a solid piece for the team going forward. Uh, 
what else do we got here another comment would have been nice to have birch tonight but more importantly to have kyle and fred totally agree there uh did Masai beg larry to let the raptors spend a little bit of money to save face this season why do we uh, why didn't we do something about the center position earlier? I think for Masai, you know, he's being responsible, right? Because you got to keep the realistic expectations in and you don't want to give up assets to get a center. And there's a lot of talk about, you know, do you want to give up Norm and trade Norm for a center? And it's like, okay, cool. Even if you get a center or the centers who are available to you, what does that make this team? Instead of battling for, you know, 10th place, are you battling for 8th? And then if you're Masai, again, is that worth you giving up assets? I don't really think so. So I think he's looking, they're looking for the smart calculated move, right? The value deal. Um, and hey, we know as fans that adding a little CanCon, ain't nobody mad at that. So I think all in all, that's a pretty good look. And maybe they had eyes set on some of the other buyout candidates and it just didn't work out, whether it was DeMarcus Cousins or, you know, whether it was JaVale McGee. No, JaVale McGee got traded at the deadline. But, you know, like players of that elk that were out there, maybe they were trying to get, you know, the dudes that jumped on the, the Nets wave in terms of LaMarcus Aldridge. I'm not sure, but who knows? And says this pod this podcast is becoming my favorite part of watching the game. I mean, I'm gonna be honest, and if you told me that you enjoyed watching the Raptors lose consistently more than joining us here on this podcast to talk about it, I'd kind of feel hurt. Not gonna lie. I'm I'm trying to, to boost the spirits after the Raptors losses. So I would hope that you're enjoying this <laughs> podcast a little bit more than the Raptors losses. Just a little bit. I appreciate that. Uh, Sanjay says, Hey, Sheldon, big ups for you doing this pod each and every game. I know it's been a tough season, but as Raptors fans, we have a place to voice our concerns. Thanks to you. Yo, man, I, I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that comment. And that's all it's about. I mean, I, it's weird, right? And I try to walk this fine line of, you know, I, I have a job. I've worked in the industry for a really long time. But there's also the game of basketball, and especially the game of basketball in this city and in this country is a passion of mine, right? Like, I, I love basketball. So to me, like, there were there was two reasons for me creating this pod. And I was able to compartmentalize those two things, right? Like, there's a creator in me. There's the producer in me that likes creating the content. But then as the fan of me, the fan of the game... I always wanted there to be a place where, you know, after something happened, we could all tune in and, and talk about it. And, you know, through the magic of technology now, it's not about turning on a radio or it's not about, you know, having to be on this channel or that channel. The power of the Internet, it's all just in your phone. So if you want more Raptors coverage, you can get it. And from someone who's who's looking at it from the creator standpoint... If I know that audience is out there, I want to service that audience, right? And and you figure out the rest of it afterwards. That's kind of my viewpoint. So I appreciate you guys rocking with me still as we continue to do this. Because if you guys weren't here, I wouldn't still be doing this pod right now, right? So, because remember in the beginning too, 
This was supposed to be me and my boys sitting here talking. And yeah, we'd read comments. We'd take comments and questions for sure. But it'd be me and one of my boys sitting here, one of my crew sitting here talking and busting jokes, talking about what the raps just did. So we're in the middle of a pandemic. We can't do that. So in lieu, you guys have been a bigger part of that. And I appreciate it. I really, really do. In case I don't say that enough. More comments. I hope these same bandwagon fans wanting to keep Lowry past the deadline are keeping that same energy come this summer when he walks. He's not doing a sign and trade. I guarantee it. Uh, that commenter wrote Barkley voice in, in quotations. And I tried to do the Barkley voice. I apologize because it was pretty bad. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, another comment. Boucher. Oh man. All his efforts gone in vain. How I wish we won tonight to honor him. Yeah, I mean, Boucher Boucher was doing a do. More Boucher comments. K2's Garnett. Boucher shows a little more to his game offensively. A little mid-range pull-ups, a little off the dribble. Agreed. We're seeing a little bit more as he gets more confident. Because before it was always just maybe a putback and a catch-and-shoot three. Now we're seeing a little bit more in his game, right? And he always had that, but I think you got to get more comfortable at the next level in doing that. So his skill set is developing, and it's a good thing to see. It's a very good thing to see. And says uh, someone should have told him about the 20th rebound so he could go get that accolade. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's probably going to look back at it and be like, oh, that would have been kind of cool, but... I think his mentality is, all right, I want to go do that at some other point. You know, I can, I got, I got time to do that. I'm sure that's the way that he looks at it. And that's pretty cool. Um, more comments. We need to forget about the 10th spot and get the immediate impact player with our first round pick. I think you can do both, right? Like there's room for both. Like if you come in 10th, right, you're still in the lottery. So there's still room to get an impact player there. And another thing to remember is you trust this Raptors front office to make good picks. And that's a big part of this as well. What else do we got? Gary Trent Jr. Was, uh, no, I read that one already. How did I end up back down here? Okay, let's see here in the comments. Birch was a solid pickup. Uh, I've been on targeting Canadians because he's 26 and he's a UFA, he's a free agent, especially, uh, okay, talking about maybe if you want to re-sign Birch, I think this is the audition, I think this is going to be the audition, uh, Fly Miss says, yes, we did know Boucher was going to be this big, he was the first to win MVP and Defensive Player of the Year in the G League in the same year, I'm not surprised at all, wow, I mean, if that's the case, I give you credit, you got you got me. If if you believe that from Chris Boucher, cool. I give you mad props for that. More power to you for sure. Uh, what else do we got here? Uh, Bert should start so our starters can play their natural positions. That was something definitely to look at, and and you know a benefit of not having Siakam have to play the five or OG have to bang so much in the post. I I think that's a thing that definitely works. Uh, a couple more comments here before we wrap up. What else we got? It's late to get a center. I'm really disappointed in the front office. They basically didn't address the biggest issue on the team against the 
until, sorry, the three-quarter mark of the season. Flip TD or Matt Thomas for someone for someone like a second-round pick in the NBA is really not worth anything. Uh, so here, here's my question, though. How do you know that the Raptors didn't try to get Kem Birch earlier? And maybe the deal just didn't work out. It wasn't something that they wanted. Because the other thing to remember is when a team is trading away a player and getting back a draft pick, sometimes that transaction is all about the roster spot. So maybe they didn't want to give up, you know, Terrence Davis. Or, you know, maybe Orlando didn't want to take back Terrence Davis. Maybe Orlando didn't want to take back Matt Thomas for Kem Birch. And maybe the Raptors didn't want to give up a second round pick for Kem Birch. So all of those things you got to take into account, right? And you know that Masai and Bobby Webster, like they watch the games. They know that the Raptors are missing someone in the middle. So they're actively trying to improve that spot. It just didn't work out. And it tells me that, you know, the deals just weren't there to be made. You know, the Raptors, it's very rare that you see the Raptors get quote unquote ripped off or lose a deal. So if they're, they didn't make a deal to get a, a big guy, there's a reason for it. At least that's what I'm going to believe because I trust in Masai Ujiri, right? And the thinking about what they actually gave up, unless it was Norm, what kind of center were you really going to bank on getting, right? That's just what I'm saying here. What does Q say? Q says in the in Instagram, what center of quality would you get for Matt Thomas or Terrence Davis? Exactly, right? So that's the other side to think of. So hopefully Kem Birch can come in, give the Raptors some depth, give them some extra, you know, oomph, let's say. And I really think that that'll give the Raptors fans something to look forward to. Focus in, instead of, you know, being mad or riding the wave of the up and down losses, focus in each night on some form of development. And Chris Boucher in this game, finishing with 38 and 19, that's a positive sign. That's something to walk away from this game and be like, hey, that is huge. So, yes, the Raptors lose 122 to 113 to the Chicago Bulls. They now fall three games out of the 10th spot, which is the last spot of the new play-in tournament. Some fans care about that. Other fans are worried about still trying to fade for Cade. I don't know where everyone else falls in, but I'm just here trying to find some type of positives. And if I look at this game and I look at the stat line and I see 38 points, 19 rebounds, 38 points, 19 rebounds from Chris Boucher, to me, that's a positive sign. That's a good thing. And it's something to build on. Maybe he got worried as Kem Birch is coming in and going to take some of his minutes. <laughs> but hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with a little competition. So I appreciate that. I really think, you know, it's just something to look forward to. Something to pay attention to going forward as the losses might continue to pile up. The Raptors got a tough run coming up here where if you want to win, you want to continue and tell yourself that you're in this race. Your next game on Saturday against the Cavs is a game you gotta win. So we'll be here. We'll be here Saturday night to discuss that and more on this to Wrap It Up podcast. Your only live and interactive Toronto Raptors post-game show there is. Streaming after each and every game on Twitter, on Instagram, on Twitch, and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Hit the buttons. Tell your friends if they want to get a good breakdown of what's going on in Raptorland, what the pulse of the We The North fan base is. 
this is the place to do it. We got you covered, taking your comments and questions. And of course, if you ever miss the pod, know we got you covered. Wherever you get your podcasts, on Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. And of course, Apple Podcasts. How did I forget Apple Podcasts? Wherever you get your pods, just search. Remember, Wrap It Up is a show on Blast Podcasts as a network. That's what you got to show. That's what you got to search, pardon me, to find this and all the other stuff we got on the On Blast Podcast Network. Really appreciate you guys tuning in because as mentioned, I know y'all are the diehards and this is why I do the pod for you guys, the diehard Raptor fans that you guys know the tough times is what made the championship so much sweeter. So, hey, you're just rebuilding. It's a rebuild phase. We'll continue to be here throughout. And again, as I always say, I used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this. This is a wrap it up on blast raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time see ya on blast